the Todd Stansbury Podcast from RamblinWreck.com. This is the official podcast of Georgia Tech Athletic Director Todd Stansbury as he gives you an inside look at what's happening around Yellow Jacket Athletics. Now, alongside Tech Athletic Director Todd Stansbury, here's the voice of the Yellow Jackets, Andy Demetra. And welcome in. Glad you found us once again. It's the Toddcast, everyone from Georgia Tech Athletics, joining you on a whiteout weekend here on the Flats, along with the Athletic Director Todd Stansberry. I'm Andy Demetra, and I'm just glad we can wrangle you for about an hour here. You have been a busy man this fall. How, how you holding up? Everything's good. It's it has been a busy fall, a lot of travel, and um, but. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's it's been pretty exciting. Yeah, for those who don't know, you've been on the college football playoff committee, which has required you to be in Dallas Monday and Tuesday pretty much the entirety of this season. I know there's a limit to what you can and cannot say about your participation on this, but aside from all the travel, what's been kind of the most eye-opening experience about that for you? Well, I thought I, I watched a lot of football just naturally, but um, I've definitely had to kick that up a notch, and I'm probably watching anywhere from 15 to 20 games uh, a weekend. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good thing I love the sport. Uh, now, for being on, uh, in Dallas on Monday and Tuesday, how has that changed your schedule here as, as the athletic director? I'm sure there are some people who uh, have been instrumental in helping pick up the slack for you back on the homestead. Well, that's uh, having a great staff is, is critical because um, being gone two days a week uh, really compresses my weeks. You know, I'm here uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We play Saturday. Sometimes I'm not even here Friday if we're on the road. So I, uh, there are times when I'm here basically two days, uh, but uh, great executive staff that um, keeps the trains running on time. And uh, but uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a fast and furious fall for sure. Yeah, it certainly has. And let's talk about your football team because, uh, like we said, it's a whiteout weekend here. Georgia Tech taking on Miami at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Finally, get a primetime Saturday night game at Bobby Dodd and a Coastal Division opponent, no less, in Miami. We'll talk about that uh, in, in just a moment, but you know, to see your team go from being one and three on the verge of bowl eligibility, and we still got three games to go, so a lot can happen between now and then. But uh, how have you seen this season unfold, and what have been your thoughts so far as we step into the final run of ACC games? Hey, I'm just so proud of this team. Uh, you know, we had some tough losses early, and and obviously that created a lot of noise around the program, but. Um, we stayed focused, and the, the the coaches have done a phenomenal job of getting the the right guys in the right places and uh, making plays when we needed to make plays. And and um, now uh, you look at where we're at, and you know we're a game away from or a win away from being bowl eligible. And a lot of those teams that. Um, you know, we we a lot of people thought we should have been able to just circle going into the um, into the season are actually pretty good. And so while um, I, uh, you know, it was a tough start, but um, it, it's just great to see, uh, you know, the, the the kids stay on task and the and the coaches coach them up and put us in this position that we're in right now. Really all started with that 66-31 win over Louisville. And then you turn around the next road game 
beat Virginia Tech, and we know how hostile Lane Stadium can be, 49-28. I'm just glad we saw it. We caught up on the sidelines before the game. I'm just glad you were able to see a game at Lane Stadium. (laughs) This was about, what, 15, 16 years in the making for you. Yeah, I mean, I've been to Lane Stadium twice, but this is the first game that I've ever actually seen because the first time I went up there was actually the AD at East Tennessee State, and uh, we drove up to watch uh, one of those kickoff classic games where – um, Lee Corso got his car blown up by lightning in the in the parking lot, and the game never happened. So it was great to finally witness a game and witness a great win by Georgia Tech. So you had an event that you had to attend as athletic director of ETSU. You go in your car and you book it to Blacksburg, and then you come, and then the lightning comes, and that ride was all for naught. That was a long night. That was a long drive home, that's for sure. And uh, the thing about that game is um, I'd never heard of a game being called before. So Karen is saying, you know what, they're not playing this game. I said, oh, yeah, they're going to play this game. And guess what? They didn't play the game. (laughs) Did you pass by the charred remains of Lee Corso's car at least? Were you able to to see that in your travels? No, unfortunately, uh, I only heard about that afterwards. But... um, that uh, definitely made for a memorable non-game. Well, you had a memorable experience in Blacksburg along with the rest of Yellow Jacket fans the last couple of weeks and now taking on Miami. And, and this has been the first year where Georgia Tech is wearing its new Adidas uniforms. It's one thing to see uniforms and renderings. It's one thing to see them on mannequins. But uh, what's it been like for you to see them on the field, the job you believe Adidas did? What maybe can get better as we move forward with this partnership? But just your overall impressions of year one of wearing the new adidas uniforms our guys look good you know they look good out there and um we're really happy with uh how the how the uniforms have come out and i think that they pop and our kids love them Uh, i think everything that we've heard from uh recruits uh are are excited about them and and at the end of the day you know we want to make sure that um our kids are excited about what, what they're wearing and these 15, 16, 17-year-old recruits that um, we want them to be paying attention to Georgia Tech right now are. And I, so I, I, I feel like that's a, definitely a win-win uh, for us and, and Adidas has done a phenomenal job in helping us get there. Now, I know you caused a stir in some quarters with the blue jerseys and more recently the blue pants. Yes, and uh, I know that that's always a... Um, you know, a, a topic of conversation uh, amongst um, uh, some of our alums. And, you know, blue is our secondary color. And while our, our primaries are, are, are gold and white, and we'll always have a lot of gold and white, um, mixing in blue does mix it up. And um, I think Part of, uh, you know, when it comes to recruiting and recruiting, you know, 15 and 16 and 17 year olds and and what our our team wants, uh, they want to be able to shake it up and 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 have some some different options, as you know, coming from uh, uh, Oregon. Uh, I saw where this all started. And um, and while we'll never uh, be like. uh, uh, Oregon, because that's not who we are. Uh, the fact that um, we do have uh, two primary colors and a, and a secondary color, we're going to mix and match that up so that we continue to um, excite uh, excite fans, uh, 
have our student-athletes excited about what they're wearing and hopefully uh, appeal to 15, 16- and 17-year-olds and so that when they turn on the TV or come to our games, uh, they, they, they see those... Uh, those unis and and they're you know they're 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 appealing and I think that um, in in the end it's going to be a, it's definitely a great partnership for us. I think the other thing about uh, our jerseys and I know that there's been um, you know some conversation about coming out in blue. Uh, well, when I was here in 1990, I faintly remember those guys down there in Orlando wearing blue when we when we hoisted the uh national championship trophy and uh the one thing that uh, whenever i uh meet with any of those uh those guys whom i was their academic advisor off that 1990 team the one thing when i go to their homes that they have on display is their 1990 national championship jersey so you can go back to 1892 where um, it was first mentioned and, you know, the technique or whatever that, um, you know, our colors were uh, white, gold and, and blue um, national championship in 1990. So we will always be true to the history of Georgia Tech. And um, and I think that part of that history um, uh uh, has been that um, blue is one of our colors, even though it is secondary. Um, it, it has played a prominent role in in some of our greatest moments. Well, I know there's no mystery as to what the uniform combination will be on Saturday night. When you got a whiteout called for, you're going to go white head to toe. Uh, no yellow jackets are really fired up for that. Fans and players alike. Uh, and we got the whiteout T-shirts from Adidas. Speaking of that partnership, which should only add to the environment on Saturday. Whiteout T-shirts, and I think under the lights, um, I think it's going to be a special night. A lot's on the line for both teams, and uh, so I think uh, that plus Calvin Johnson, yeah, uh, honoring Calvin Johnson this uh, weekend, going into the the Hall of Fame, and uh, we'll be uh, we got a bobblehead night coming as well. Yeah, first ten thousand uh, fans get the Calvin bobbleheads on Saturday. First ten thousand fans, so the gates open at five thirty. So if you want to guarantee yourself one of those bobbleheads, you want to get there early. It's a pretty cool bobblehead in that it, it captures him kind of mid stretch for a catch it's, i like what they did with that that certainly plays uh, right into uh the, the imagery that everybody has in their minds of calvin johnson if they had a bobblehead of you what would be your pose uh, I guess, like, what would you be holding in your hands or what what pose would you be well i'm not going there okay but uh <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking a hockey stick a hockey stick top well I was thinking of something very Canadian uh-huh. as well, uh-huh. but uh, it'd probably be a you know a a, uh, a bottle of beer okay. would be my pose at this point. You're giving me some sponsorship <laughs> ideas for this podcast now. Well, very well. We'll we'll, we'll put that in the ideation uh, stage here for the Todd Stansberry bobblehead. Um, you know, as as a, somebody who played football here, who's seen season after season in an athletic director's capacity, uh, something that I know uh, you've really liked has just been the, the overall player development from week one versus Alcorn State to what we have now. Um, as an athletic director, you judge success with many different markers, player development being one of them. Yeah, and I think the other thing about this team is um, that I I think we 
we need to definitely mention is, um, you know, Nate Woody was bringing a, new, uh, a brand new defense. So just being able to see that gel and where we are right now, um, it's, it's really uh, it's really been fun to watch. And if you look at, you know, some of the statistics, uh, you know, 20, 20 turnovers in nine games, which has us ranked eighth nationally, that's pretty significant because those are big plays uh, where the defense can really, really make a, a difference for us. And when you combine that with an offense that will hold on to the ball um, for uh, extended periods of time, it's a pretty wicked combination. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thing, just seeing the, the development of that defense um, as well as seeing our offense gel uh, and um, some of these young players having to step in because we have had some injuries. Uh, of course, we're getting some of those um, veterans back, which is going to help us here in the, the home stretch. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the development of, uh, of those young men over the last five, six, seven weeks has been um, uh, pretty fun to watch. We in the broadcasting business call this overlap season. I don't know what they call it uh, in the athletic administration, but this is where – Football and basketball season merges. You're juggling two seasons at once. Uh, you still only have 24 hours in the day at last check, but basketball starting up on Friday as well. The men are a home versus Lamar at McCamish. The women open the season at Houston, and then they have their home opener this Sunday versus Appalachian State. And the dawn of a pair of new seasons from Coach Joseph and Coach Pastor. Uh, what are you looking to see out of those two teams, and what has you excited about the season ahead? Well, in both cases, we've got um, some really exciting young players. And so um, on, the, on the men's side, we're going to be young. We've got 10 freshmen and sophomores, um, very talented. Um, you know, a lot of it is going to come down to how quickly they, they adapt to playing in the ACC. Uh, but it'll be uh, an, exciting, uh, an exciting team. Uh, the way Josh develops players like how we've seen with um, what he was able to do with or him and his staff, what they were able to do with um, Josh Akogi and, and, and Ben Lammers. Um, it's going to be uh, exciting to watch the development of, of his team. And on the women's side, you know, two McDonald All-Americans coming in. Uh, and a real, um, you know, a real chance to, to, to make some noise in the ACC. So I think in, in both cases, uh, it's going to be a um, very exciting year. You measure excitement with a lot of different metrics, season tickets being one of them, and, and the season ticket number for men's basketball is about the same as last year, but where you've seen gains is in the flexible ticket plans. And I think that's worth refreshing to everybody who might not know about those flexible ticket packages to allow you to get to McCamish Pavilion for a handful of games uh, over the course of a season. Yeah, I think it, in all sport, uh, football included, the, the ticket world has really changed. And, and what we're trying to do is create packages that kind of uh, meet people where they are, knowing that not everybody is going to buy a season ticket. And so what we've been doing is packaging them in different ways. Um, and uh, we've, we've gotten a great response. We came out with the Stinger Mobile Pass, and that sold out in less than an hour. Uh, our ACC packs were well ahead of where we were last year. Uh, at this time as far as um, the selling of them. Weekend packs. Uh, this weekend we're actually coming up with a, 
uh, a ticket package because we have so many home events. It includes a, a, a football ticket, a, a, a men's basketball ticket, and uh, uh, entry to um, uh, the women's uh, basketball home opener as well as volleyball. Uh, their finale against Syracuse so basically four games for as little as $30 so we're constantly looking for ways to package these tickets um, and and, um, and attract different different demographics knowing that uh, the the days of just selling season tickets and single game tickets are are long gone and you have to be on the front end of the curve with respect to your customers taste and be respectful of the fact that there are other attractions that are competing for their attention this has really changed rapidly it seems in the last three four years it is and and we're we we're um while i think everybody's looking at this uh georgia tech and and uh, some of our partnerships uh uh with um with uh some very innovative companies are allowing us to package these in different ways and also deliver them in different ways. And then I think our geography also plays into this being in the the middle of Midtown, which is more and more becoming a a pretty uh, high density population area in addition to the business community. So how can we attract um, fans from our neighborhood that may not necessarily be Georgia Tech alums, but just love college sports. And we certainly would open up those doors kindly to them at McCamish Pavilion. You'd mentioned the Ramblin' Wreck weekend ticket special. And again, men's basketball, the season opener versus Lamar on Friday, $15 off a ticket. Tickets are $10 for all available seats. Then you got the football game versus Miami. That's $15 off. Available seats start as low as $20. And with the women's basketball home opener versus App State, you can get in free with your Georgia Tech-Miami ticket. The home volleyball finale versus Syracuse at O'Keefe Sunday, you can get in free with your Georgia Tech-Miami ticket. So like you said, add that up. You can get four games for as low as $30. Yeah, Not and a bad uh, deal. it's I think a great deal and it's going they're going to be great games and if if um you've never uh, you've never been in O'Keefe Gym to see a volleyball game, it is an intense experience and so this is a great opportunity for somebody that maybe have never may have never been to a volleyball game or a volleyball game in O'Keefe to to have a great experience and then of course the women and men uh, basketball programs getting started. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a great package and uh, for a great price. Yeah, come on in, check it out. Plenty of ways to get involved. Uh, some other fall sports updates. Men's swimming ranked number 17 nationally. Both swimming and diving teams are at the ACC Big Ten Challenge this weekend at Purdue. Women's cross country ascended to its highest ranking in school history. They're currently number 30 as they gear up for the NCAA South Regional. Men's golf finished the fall ranked number two nationally. A lot of great stuff going on here on the flats. Another great thing that has taken place continues to take take place here at Georgia Tech Athletics is your athletics initiative 2020. I know this began in January. It was announced publicly in June. Give us the update, Todd, on where we stand on that. Well, right now, uh, of course, it's a $125 million initiative, and we're uh, a little over $48 million at this point, so we've got a lot of great momentum. And uh, as far as, you know, the projects associated with that, uh, the, the football locker room was really the, the first piece of, of this initiative, and, and we were able to complete that prior to the season. And 
I mean, you've seen it. It is state of the art, mm-hmm. and um, it is. Uh, it's a. It's a really um, uh, not only great for our 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 student athletes, but it also, in my mind, and it's great for recruiting. But it also shows kind of the future versus the present. And um, I think the AI 2020 is all about where do, where do we need the program to go. And um, the locker room, I think, is a great example of what we need to be in the future. Which of the projects as part of AI 2020 are fully funded or, or close to it right now? Well, we're um, very, very close on the men's and women's basketball locker rooms. That's a $4.5 million project, and um, we are uh, probably three or 400000 away from getting that completely funded. Um, uh, the Phase 2 at Russ Chandler, our baseball stadium, we're, we're within a million dollars of a $9.5 million project. So those two projects, we are hoping we can get them fully funded so that we can get a shovel in the ground, so to speak, uh, at the end of their seasons, knowing that we got to, we, we have to try and get those can that, uh, those things, um, uh, constructed in between seasons. So we're always mm-hmm. going to be pinched. So the goal there is to get them fully funded, um, in the next, co- in the next, I would say month or so. Uh, so then that way we can hit the, hit the, the green light and, and get those things moving uh, in the spring. And then, of course, the edge building, uh, which is really the, the, the crown jewel of our athletics department. It touches every student athlete. It uh, is where we have our nutrition center, our sports medicine center, our academic center, our leadership center, all the things that um, uh, provide support for our student athletes uh, are housed in, in, in this building. And therefore, it is the most critical when it comes to not only providing our student athletes what they need to, to, um, to, to, to succeed and to compete at the highest level, uh, but it's also what every recruit sees. And so uh, that is um, that that uh, the that is mission critical for us. So I, I, the the theme to AI twenty twenty is recruiting, building a better student athlete once we have them, uh, because I think it's important that at Georgia Tech we have to develop our student athletes. We're not necessarily going to get a bunch of five stars in every sport. So over the course of their careers here. Similar to what we've what we've been able to do with Ben Lammers and Josh Okogie, we got to do that for every student athlete we've got. And through science and technology and innovation and nutrition and and the way that we train them, we got to take a two or a three star and over the course of their three, four, five years here, put them in a position where they're competing at five star levels. And I believe that that is our formula for success and formula for competing for championships here and you need to have five-star facilities to make that happen well it's just critical and you look at we're in the toughest neighborhood in college athletics you drive you draw a 250 mile radius around our campus and eight of the last nine national champions in football have come within that within that radius so it is a tough tough neighborhood and so we have to be able to uh, attract, 
the best student athletes. Um, we have to, once we get them, make them better uh, than, than, um, than uh, what they are when they get here. And I think that, that uh, for us to be able to do that, it's critical that we offer them, one, the facility, well, facilities that want to attract them to come here, but then two, once they come here, um, give us the ability to, to, to make them into five stars. The new Edge Center is the centerpiece of AI 2020. It, us talking on a podcast, we really can't do some of these artistic renderings justice. But since you unveiled those back, I guess, in the late spring, early summer, what's been the feedback, the reaction you've gotten to some of the visuals of this new Edge Center and what could be contained inside it? Great feedback. I think people see what what this can become and why there's such a drastic if you go online and look at, at the renderings, what a drastic change it'll be for us uh, in going from our current facilities, which were great in 1981. Uh, I was a sophomore when we built this building. Uh, we had the first acad- the Hearn Academic Center was the first of its kind in the country. Uh, now everybody's got that stuff. And, um, and so... Uh, but if you go online, look at the renderings, it is a drastic shift. And I've always said that because we are Georgia Tech, uh, we need to look more like Google than what our comp- than what our competition's doing. And so I think through the renderings, you you can see that we are looking at a start state of the art facility that when recruits and their parents walk in will realize that they're at a different place, that they're at Georgia Tech. I know you want to keep that momentum going for AI 2020. What are the projects that are still to be funded? Well, uh, of course, there's um, pretty much every program we've got uh, uh, needs something. And so um, if, uh, if any of our listeners do go to O'Keefe or, or um, they have been to volleyball, it is a great facility. It's an intense uh, playing facility. It gets loud. It gets hot. But it is O'Keefe Gym. And um, so we need to do some things there with the entrance to make it more appealing, again, to recruits for our, our, our student athletes. So there's some things that we're doing there we need to do there. Um, the ACC Network Studios, we're in the process of building those right now. And, and of course, I would much rather um, get those paid for through AI 2020 than have to use operational dollars to, to, to do that. Because obviously, anytime I use operational dollars, that's taken away from what we can invest in, whether it's recruiting or, or uh, things that we can give our student athletes um, and then in addition to that, we've got endowments associated uh, with AI 2020 uh, as we're trying to increase our, our scholarship endowments so that we can make sure that all of our sports are fully funded scholarship-wise. And, um, and then there's uh, some things in there, the AD's initiative, um, which, uh, which basically is a, a fund that gives me the flexibility to... to um, to, to fund projects that we may not be able to budget for. Uh, some of the things that people may have seen or uh, be seeing, um, you know, with our social media presence, the creation of an ideation uh, team, a lot more video content. Those are all things that I've been able to fund through um, the AD's initiative to make sure that as we... Um, 
as we uh, work on developing the Georgia Tech Athletics brand, we can actually get the get those stories out there and make sure that people recognize that Georgia Tech is a different place and it's a very special place. So those are all the components of uh, AI 2020. And of course, um, people that are interested in, in uh, getting more information, it's, it's all online. Uh, I know you want to really bridge that gap between the number of living alumni and the number of donors. Right now, the number of total donors, it's at its highest level since 2011. That's great. I know you want that to keep moving, keep that inertia going to help AI 2020 become what it can be. Yeah, I, I, AI 2020 is definitely a, um, it's an all on, all hands on deck initiative. And it's really, really important that we um, broaden our, our donor base uh, so that regardless of what your capacity is, what your bandwidth is, that at least you're, you're in the game. Um, because we know we're, we're, we can't do it with um, one or two alums writing checks. We got to we got to do it with um, basically a, a broad spectrum of uh, of our supporters uh, being engaged and being invested in the program in this way. Uh, you know, as I talked a little bit earlier, the, it's a tough neighborhood, and um, you know, uh, UNC's on a doing a five hundred million dollar campaign for athletics. Uh, Wake Forest just finished. Uh, uh, Wake Forest just finished a three hundred million dollar campaign for athletics. So what we're trying to do, in my mind, is it's the price of admission. The one twenty five capital campaign is going to get us to where we need to be. Um, but in my mind, um, to be able to compete in in, in this neighborhood, uh, that 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 gets us in the game. So, Tom, for people who are listening to this podcast who might not have donated before, who are interested in donating, who want to tell their friends, their fellow alumni, why it's important to contribute to AI 2020, if they're on the fence about it, what would you tell them? Why is this so important at this moment in time in Georgia Tech athletics? I would say this. We're we're in the toughest neighborhood in intercollegiate athletics. You take... um, 250 mile radius of this campus and eight of the nine uh last eight of the last nine football national champions have come within that radius having said that i don't believe that we can compete and beat uh clemson trying to be clemson i think that we have to do it the georgia tech way and part of that is we got to be able to recruit uh, the types of students that can not only that can thrive in the Georgia Tech environment, that are attracted to um, what Georgia Tech is. And in my mind, there we have some differentiators. There's some things that our competition can do that we cannot do, but there are things that we can do that they can't do. And we got to be able to show uh, young men and women. Uh, why Georgia Tech. And it needs to be an apples and oranges decision because if it's just apples to apples, we're at a disadvantage. But if it's apples to oranges, then I believe that we can win that war. And what I mean by that is Georgia Tech represents 
one of the greatest innovation entrepreneurship centers in the world. So when you come into our facilities, you need to feel excellence. You need to feel innovation. You need to feel that we're a different type of place. And so what I've said to a lot of a lot of people as I've now spoken all over the country is we need to look more like Google than what our than our competition. And so with that when you walk into the edge why it's so important that that we build this building, you need to feel innovation. You need to feel excellence. And part of it is the recruiting and so one of our main thing themes is recruiting. Uh, but the other part of that is <clears throat> we need to be able to build a better student athlete once we've got them. And I think one of the advantages that we do have is faculty and people in the innovation space that are either in Tech Square or uh, in Buckhead. We're surrounded by Georgia Tech alums that are doing some incredible things that we need, to, we need to become the center of innovation as it relates to sport and be able to apply what's going on on this campus and in Tech Square to helping us uh, develop a better student-athlete, find a way to sell more tickets, uh, be able to uh, increase our reach through social media. All those things are incredibly important, and AI 2020 is um, is designed to help us uh, not only build buildings but fund programs that um, that will help us recruit, that will uh, build a better student athlete once we got them here. And uh, in my mind, if we if we can recruit at the highest level and we can develop them once we get them, then that is going to uh, result in in wins and championships. Once again, ramblinrec.com slash 2020. That's where you can find more information on the AI 2020 initiative. The work never stops. And we appreciate you uh, carving out some time for us, Todd. We appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks. Yeah, this been, you know, we, we finally snapped that drought between Toddcasts. The, the masses were clamoring for it. So I'm glad <laughs> we could finally corral you here. We'll do this again. Looking forward to it. All right. We'll work on that bobblehead as well. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that sponsor as well for the Toddcast. Anyway, if you uh, want to like, listen, subscribe, make sure you do that. Help raise the visibility. Uh, question for a future Toddcast. Drop it to us on social media at GT Todd Stansbury at Andy Demetra, or you can use the hashtag Toddcast. He's Athletic Director Todd Stansbury. I'm Andy Demetra. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Toddcast, everyone. The Todd Stansbury Podcast is a presentation of RamblinWreck.com. Go Jackets! Go Jackets!